I'm Isabel Dye. And I'm Isabel Welcome, Welcome to, to All Girls, Girls Considered, Considered, a podcast dedicated to telling the stories of inspiring women and girls. Today we are speaking with Gracie Ziegler, Director of Marketing at Mitchell Communications and President of the Washington County Democratic Women. Welcome, Mrs. Ziegler. Hi, thanks for having me. What led you to work for Mitchell's Communications and what is your position? Um, I um, am a marketing director for Mitchell. Um, it's a global PR firm that's based here in Fayetteville, Arkansas. And I've, I've been in this role um, just since August, actually. Um, before that, I was at Tyson Foods for about 10 years and worked um, previously before that at Walmart at the corporate headquarters in Bentonville. Um, the 15 years worth of time I spent solely marketing food products. So I've always been um, intrigued with eating experiences and dining out and what drives people to uh, to make those choices. So I've kind of made the shift into uh, marketing overall for a bunch of different brands and products across the country and throughout the world. What I do from a day-to-day basis is really um, just telling stories about what makes things tick for uh, different consumer sets and things like that. One of my big focuses is millennials and Gen Z buying power because you know, millennials are really changing the world in how people buy things as well as how people just think about everything in general. What exactly is the consumer marketing aspect and what does it involve? So consumer marketing is really all the stories behind what what and why you buy anything that you do and why you make the decisions you do when you're at Walmart or even whether you decide to go to Walmart or Target or maybe shop online. Um, so it just helps tell those stories about what impacts consumers when they make a purchase, whether that means price-based or size or color or shape or even down to the packaging. Um, and when you think about the way things are shifting from a trend pattern, like millennials and Gen Z shoppers are really concerned with how the overall company is really is in a relationship with the world and the environment and what they do to give back. So you think of like what Tom's does. Um, every time you buy a pair of Tom's shoes, you know that another pair of shoes gets donated to a kid in need. And so that makes people feel really good about their purchase. So it, it really dives into a lot of the psychology behind how, how and why you shop. You also serve as the president of the Washington County Democratic Woman. How long have you been involved with that organization? I've been involved with the organization for about two years. I'm just wrapping up my first term as president and um, just was reelected to be president for another term. So I'll be president again for the 2019 year. Uh, so what led you to being involved with WCDW? From a political standpoint, I've always voted in every election I've been able to since I turned 18. And I've always been um, really really passionate about reminding people to go out and vote and be aware of what they're voting on and why that matters. I really love voting. And I know that sounds kind of weird, but it's one of the few places um, just like in our entire lives where everybody is equal. Everybody's vote matters the very same amount as another person. You know, oftentimes they may cancel each other out because they vote in opposite, we vote in opposite ways, but we're still equal for that little second and so that's why I think voting is so important. And that's what has really driven my passion in politics. Um, up until the last couple of years, though, it's been pretty singular in just making sure people get out and vote and things like that. And it's been very just a single impact to me. But as far as what in, led me to get involved, 
um, on a broader basis. And after the 2016 election, me along with a ton of other women, so it was not just me, but we all kind of said, you know, what could we have done differently? What could have what could we have done to make a different outcome in that election? So I went to the the county um, Democrats meeting as well as the women's Democrat meeting, and every single meeting I went to was so full. Every every room had to shift to a bigger room to accommodate um, everybody that wanted to hop in and make a difference because they felt like maybe they hadn't done enough. So I started out, I took on an open marketing role within the county party where I was able to help, um, once again, tell the story of what it means to be politically involved on either side. Because I think that's where we really need to um, talk about smart politics and um, not necessarily just a Democrat or a Republican, but talking about politics as it impacts the people. But then, it, you know, I definitely lean toward the Democrat model. So that's where I um, wanted to make sure we had a message and a story to tell about education and healthcare and equality, just really what we stood for in advance of any other election cycle, because politics is not just elections, it's our everyday lives. So um, I just wanted to make sure we were able to share that story. And then in 2017, I was asked to run for president for the Democratic women for the 2018 year. So I did because I felt that's where we really could, I could really make the most difference. Uh, women make up the majority of the population. So, you know, we know what's best for our families and for our communities. So we should be the ones at the table making the laws and making the regulations and enforcing those. Are you pleased with the outcome of the election? So good question. Um, I am pleased with the outcome of where women stood on a lot of different platforms. We had a record number of women running in our local area, as well as in um, throughout the entire country. So uh, women made a huge extra space in the political forefront. We were able to, to make a lot of ground as far as connecting win or lose. We got our voices out there. So I think that's really important. You know, here locally, we had some really strong women running and um, there's a new state representative in Springdale that who, her um, area is directly impacted on Springdale High School, Megan Godfrey. So she's the new state representative for that district. And she was is the first Democrat to win in that area in a very, very, very long time. It was a huge, exciting win for her because she won by 27 votes. And her election came down to people getting out and knocking on doors and talking one-on-one -on -one to people really having conversations about what mattered to them and why they could get out and vote because it's a pretty low turnout um, voter area. And so it was so important that she talked to every single one of her voters. And she did, and that's why she won. Uh, what would you say to women who want to be involved in community leadership or politics? I would just say um, definitely be open to talking with anybody about any topic and not be afraid to voice your opinion and not be afraid to disagree with people because we're not going to agree on everything. If we did, we wouldn't even have this this thing called politics if we didn't disagree with um, with each other from time to time. Be prepared to, to talk through things and be prepared to change your mind. Um, but all of that starts with being informed about um, information in general. Um, so I think having just a kind of a broad spectrum view of where you stand and why you think the way you do is really important because you can't go to bat for something and, or stand up for what you consider to be right if you don't have the actual facts to back it up. So it all starts with um, just learning and, and thinking about things from a different perspective and continuing to 
always be training yourself on on new ideas. What leadership do you wish you had in high school and would have changed anything you're doing now? Oh, that's a very good question. Um, in high school, so I went to Fayetteville High School, um, so I am a purple dog, just FYI. Um, but um, I, I didn't love high school as a whole. It was not my favorite time of life. I was very awkward and shy and very reserved and quiet, um, which is kind of the opposite of where I am today, except I am still super awkward at times. But um, I had a few teachers that really stood up for me and recognized that even though I was quiet and reserved, um, I still had a lot to, to say and um, write about. Um, and I was definitely more in the writing camp than in just being able to speak out at the time. So the teachers that really fostered my writing ability and really helped me kind of find my voice outside of writing um, were really the ones I looked up to. I actually took, in 11th grade, I took um, AP government and politics, and that was typically a senior level class, but it was um, during an election cycle when Clinton was elected, uh, when Bill Clinton was elected. Um, so I took that because I wanted to learn about politics from a specific teacher, Mrs. Marsh, and she really took a special interest in her students, and she held watch parties for um, for debates, and she really helped us understand why we would think about what we should be thinking about when it comes to politics. So she helped, um, she helped a lot in that. Um, and then I also had a couple of other teachers um, that just really helped one-on-one -on -one with me instead of taking um, a full approach overall. Uh, did your mother's occupation and teaching ever influence you? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, so my mom's a teacher in Springdale. She teaches at J.O. Kelly Middle School. She's been there for quite some time, almost uh, probably 20 years. Um, but before that, she taught um, at the elementary school that I attended in Fayetteville. She taught fourth and sixth grade. I had her for fourth and sixth grade. I had to call her Mrs. Terrell. I got no special treatment whatsoever. But, um, you know, I learned a lot about what education means um, overall from, from her. I actually started out my college career in education, um, but decided to just wrap everything up um, and leave college as quickly as I could just to be done because I wanted to get out into the world. But I think she definitely set a stage for education being the basis of anything that we should be doing. Um, it's really one of the ultimate forms of connection that we have as just individuals in this world and especially as women because, you know, our, our mothers are oftentimes our very first teachers in life, you know, sometimes sometimes literally like myself, but, um, but they... Uh, they really help form that, that worldview. And so I think it's just so important that as women, we are always teaching our community what we know, and that helps get, up, get our voices out there as well, because that's what makes those, um, those connections and that community really grow, is just always learning and always helping to train other people. What are some of the challenges you faced in your career and how do you overcome them? Um, I think just knowing when to speak up and having the courage to speak up like I know I have the oftentimes I know I feel like I have the right ideas um sometimes a little more hesitant to speak up either because I'm the maybe not the most senior person in the room or I have you know there sometimes there's just people that talk over you um so getting up that courage to speak up over over somebody else or disagree with somebody um on a public platform sometimes is a little bit of a hindrance overall So I think overcoming that is really just, it's it's practicing what you preach kind of as far as being able to speak up and speak out and encourage others to speak up because that helps grow your message as well. Uh, do you consider yourself a feminist? Oh, 100%. I definitely do. I think um, 
being a feminist sometimes comes negatively and it shouldn't because women should have every single right available to them that men have. Um, and we should all be held accountable in the same manner. There should be no, uh, no difference in how men are treated versus how women are treated nor how they're held accountable. What advice would you give to girls listening to this podcast? My advice, oh gosh, there's, there's a lot to say. I think, I think just, it kind of sounds cliche, but to never stop learning and always ask questions because it helps you better understand what you stand for and what you believe. Uh, and it always, it, you know, then it makes it easier to stand up for what you feel is right because you don't ever know when your voice is going to help somebody else. You don't know that that person maybe sitting next to you, whether you know them or not, might be thinking the same thing. So if you're able to voice an opinion, it might help her encourage um, uh, her to speak up at a later date. Well, thank you for talking to us today. You're very welcome. Thanks for the time. I really appreciate what y'all are doing. I've listened to a bunch of your sister podcasts and it's so impressive and I'm so proud of y'all. Thanks for providing the opportunity for all of this. Thank you. Thank you, Gracie Ziegler, for joining us, and thank you for listening. Once again, I'm Isabel Dye. And I'm Zitlali Cruz. And see you next time on All Girls Considered.